Alright, we're good. We're going. Hello. This will be a fun one. And welcome to, what is your podcast called again? <laughs> it's called the Matt and Derek Podcast. Yes. Welcome. We're having dinner version. Very good podcasting to be eating while you're on the podcast. Yeah, pick up all those food noises and chewing. But you know, I don't even know if people listen to this. You know. Is there a way for you to tell how many listeners? So I actually, now that it's on the new app, okay. I can look, and it shows, like, plays and listens, but I don't know how accurate it is, because it shows some, but okay. it actually showed that we got somebody listening, somebody listened to it in Singapore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I don't know what that Shout means. out to Singapore. Um, Is anyone in the league traveling over there? <laughs> we had someone in the Maldives. But that was a while back before this app, so... Okay. Uh, I may put it up on, like, the sound cloud that I was doing it before, because you could tell... That was pretty accurate. I don't know okay. if this is doing the same, but... Okay. Hopefully people listen. Yes. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. And so in this episode, I talk... It's mostly the league, but I also talk about OGs and how you're how you excited... Haven't. Irrational hatred of them? Well, I don't have a hatred. I'm just sad that they are in decline. They were We were there with the peak of OGs, and now it's right. lacking all of its good stuff. I, I mean, you're talking strictly menu-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. I know you're upset about the turkey ranch wrap. Um, you Very liked good. fried ravioli, is that what it oh, was? Oh, yeah, definitely. And what was it? Let me think. The third thing was... Zucchini spears or something. Well, like yeah, that. those are good. They still have them, but now they're like lemon pepper. Oh. So what were they before? They were just regular beer battered. Okay. So, but I know. I mean, why don't I, you write a strongly worded letter to? The I mean, OGCU. I know the I know the guy. Like he well, came and talked to us plenty of times at well, the OG. Well, but. if you guys are buddies, why don't you just give him your honest? I don't. We're know. friends. Opinion. That was a long time ago. They're not going to listen to me. Now they got quinoa sliders and chutney and Brussels sprout pizza. They've gone healthy. Yeah. But they still have the same pizza and the beer. Well, that's what I go for. Yeah. That's that's the plan in uh, OG's Takeout Week this week. So so that's what we're talking about, but I don't know if there's any. What else can we chat about? What's the hot gossip in terms of football? Who's winning? Who's losing? What's going on with your punishment? Uh, who who do you want to know? Well, the punishment nobody re- gave any responses. So well, that's I might just... nobody's listening to your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> but I throw it in the chat, so I don't know if people okay. listen. But who do you want to know about the league? Who who are you interested in? Anybody? Are you talking your friends or like players of? No, in the of the friends and people. That... Okay. Well, how's your team doing? I'll start with that. My team's in the middle. Okay. I won two, and now I lost two. Okay. So who's who's leading the pack so far? Uh, there is one undefeated person. That's Bill. Okay. Um, he's in first. It, maybe there's another. No. Who's uh, in last? Last place. There's Sean and Marty. Both haven't won yet. Okay. Uh, Marty's Marty had the one of the best players, and he got hurt, so that's not helping him either. Yeah, how is people getting hurt and, like, people getting COVID? How does that affect all of this? Well... Has that happened besides... So injuries? last week there was two games where people tested positive. 
Okay. One of them, they moved it back to Monday. So that messed with people because all the games are Sunday and you got to make decisions. Mm. The other one, they postponed it. Mm-hmm. And they're moving it later. Okay. So that messed with people. And now this week, there's two more teams where people have tested positive. So they have made decisions on if they're going to play again this week. Mm. And so everybody's kind of like, what do I do? Should I play this Yeah, time? I feel like this should be just a wash season. 2020 has been a crap year. You know, just let this be like a practice round for people. I mean, Maybe tell that to Bill, who's in well, first place. Well, that's true. That isn't fair to him. You're right. But I'm wondering if this is the year that you practice whatever punishment it is to see if it actually works out. And then, you know, like a dry run year. I mean, I still have You should still get whatever credit you got, whatever you guys usually do for winning. But, you know. Well, we haven't had people pay yet, which is kind of the most important. We're trying to see if the season actually finishes. Well, aren't you getting paid for views on the, or listens Not on the yet. podcast? I don't know how that works. They're, like, oh. waiting to find a sponsor for it. And I'm like, oh. I guess they're listening in Singapore, so give me some, like, <laughs> you know, Crazy Rich Asians should yeah. promote their sequel. I mean, um, okay, well. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I still haven't done my punishment, so I even suggested to be like, I'll join anybody on their punishment since I how about, never got How about one. you do a punishment dry run just like this weekend, where I go and get you... You just make all the pancakes An absurd amount of burgers from whatever it's called, and you have to stand outside our complex <laughs> and get people to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I mean... You may get arrested because it's Irvine and... That's they true. They don't tolerate weird see, behavior. <laughs> well, this is... See, now that I've figured out, you just want some material to go on next door. Be like, there's a strange man with White Castle <laughs> standing true. and terrorizing my cats. Ah, <laughs> uh, next door. Where people make up problems. Now, what's the most recent outlandish problem that you've seen on there? Well, there's been a lot of, um, my neighbor hung a satellite dish, and it faces my house, and it's an eyesore. Like, things like that, where it's like, that is not a real problem. What are they supposed to say about it? They gotta, they gotta tell the world. They, and they were like, who do I go to about this? And someone would comment, call the police. It's like, that is not something that you call the police What was the over. one you, you read about that involved the police and, like, the bicycles? Oh, the Irvine Police Department has so little to do in their day-to-day lives that they set up a sting operation for stolen bikes, like bicycles, not you know, mm-hmm. motorcycles. Um, and they put trackers on them. They they placed, you know, like bait bicycles all around Irvine and then had trackers on them. And they caught someone. He was biking <laughs> and holding another bike while biking. Which is, at that point, it's like, let him have it. Like, I mean, but he has a bike. That's true. He doesn't need to steal it. They, they call but it that's... a bicycle ring. It's like a big deal in Irvine. <laughs> this is a crime we that's have here. That's the big deal? Yeah. I mean, well, there's... We just found out about that murder. The the. That's true. The dentist, which my boss was a juror on. Right. And that but all came out. In so that it's... specific case, I wouldn't say that that should even go towards like, the overall crime rate of a city, because it was a very personal, you know, I'm going to kill my wife's, like, Mistress. lover, mm. or whatever you want to call that yeah. guy. 
Um, it wasn't like I'm just shooting random people in the street, you know. He stabbed them, right? He didn't shoot them. Yeah, 17 times? Yes. So that doesn't fall underneath a murder statistic? No, I'm sure it does. But I'm just saying I wouldn't think of, like, if a bunch of crimes like that were happening, not a bunch, but, like, if those were happening, I wouldn't be like, oh, I feel unsafe because it's like they're clearly only going after people they have personal problems with. It's not like if you don't, you know, you know, does that make sense? But, no, I'm sure it does go on the overall statistics. I'm just saying... Irvine is the safest city and That kind of thing wherever. doesn't make me feel unsafe, because it's like one dude and his wife having problems. Granted, he's a complete crazy person. I don't know. I don't think the average citizen should feel threatened by that, or think Irvine is unsafe. Do you feel threatened in Irvine? Anything making you feel unsafe? Well, that satellite dish is just <sighs> so offensive. <laughs> so that's what's happening in Irvine. Also, a lot of missing pets, which... Oh, yeah. How many times do people have to be warned, don't let your cat go outside? Cats do whatever they want. I, I can't I can't speak on I mean, cats, I've never had a cat, so I really don't know what their normal behavior is. But wasn't there something about a lizard on there, too? Maybe I'm thinking of another thing. No, not that I can think of. A lot of missing cats, um... Uh, a lot of neighbor complaints about uh, their HOA isn't getting back to them fast enough about their neighbor's paint or something stupid. Um, a lot of, oh, the lady that was mad that someone parked the wrong way on the street. <laughs> I mean. She was. She said her OCD was just going off. <laughs> That's literally what her post said. Yeah, they need a whole chat for people that are OCD or, like, uh, hypochondriacs or something. I mean, yeah. I mean, every now and then there's a helpful one, like, hey, I need to get a COVID test. Like, where can I go where I'll get my results back in a day or two? But it's just like, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. At this point, it's just Yahoo Answers, just people just saying anything. Well, a lot of it is just complaints that aren't real problems. It's like, that's. Your neighbor's satellite dish, or the color, the slightly off-white instead of beige they painted their house, doesn't matter in the scheme of life. But, you know, that's Irvine for you. That's what's happening. We're sitting here to some uh, chicken and asparagus and homemade garlic bread. Mm -hmm. Well well done. That's all I got. Any other thoughts? That's all I got. Happy uh, Wednesday. We're not watching the debate. We're doing this instead. Mm -hmm. Don't need any more politics in our lives. I do not. But everybody vote. Our ballots... I don't know if our ballots are here yet. The sample ballots. No, our ballots are getting mailed this weekend. Right, I don't think they're here yet. We'll tell you all... Everybody we're voting on next episode. No, we're going to give everyone an update about your White Castle shenanigans. Oh, is that happening? Is there even a White Castle around here? I don't know. I think that's a Midwest thing, but if there's one around... I think you can around, buy frozen ones, like, at the oh, store. Oh, you can. But the the, the briefcase... Oh, I'll make you together. a briefcase you for this. <laughs> Just to get you on next door. There's Give nobody, people something real to complain This isn't about. like Vegas, where there's a hundred people on the sidewalk at any given time. This is... There's people driving by that will easily complain if some man is outside in a bikini. Is that my thing, is to get to... rid of them before I get, a, a you know, hauled away by the bicycle police? Yes. I could still do the pancakes or waffles. We can make them all. That's a lot of work for me. I'd rather you do the burgers. You can get takeout pancakes. 
I'm sure you'll scheme up something. Oh, yeah. If it involves me eating takeout, then I guess I'm in. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, you can be the guinea pig for punishments. Great. You're, you're excited, I can mm-hmm. tell. Exactly. It is your month. What's what's the next movie on this the spooky? That might be the on next podcast. Season? The next podcast might be a, you know, a movie. I might bring you on and we'll do like a movie, a Halloween movie, like ranking or countdown or something. Okay, deal. But we've already watched some classics. What you watched Halloween Town the other night, which, which I is so bad. Refuse so to watch. Funny, it's so funny because it's, cause the it's worst. so bad. It is. And I feel like the the lady that plays the grandma in that was actually. Kind of famous, yeah. And then she I feel did like that, there's some famous like, people in there. A if you want to, if, if you're into watching terrible movies, I have a whole list of them that Steph and Greg have, like Fateful Findings or the one they just told us about, something about love and hate, and it's it's based off of like a high school drama or something. Mm. I can get some terrible movies, and we can. I mean, I'm only looking them. for Halloween terrible ones, like the Disney Channel. Well, anything original. on Mystery Science, because they, that's what they do, is okay. they review terrible, scary movies, okay. not really Halloween, but, so what's the next movie, what What are you thinking, what, um, probably end up watching tonight. Huh? Your list had, I think, Coraline on it? Which, I've never seen Coraline. I mean, it's okay, it's not, it's not my favorite, but it's not obviously as bad as Halloween Town. Halloween Town's pretty pretty rough. At least Coraline's animated. Yeah. So what's what are you feeling next? What's what's a movie you need to watch Halloweeny? Um. Well, I already got Hocus Pocus in. So. And we did Adam's Family. Did Adam's Family. We did. I kind of want to find Ghostbusters on something. Okay. We may have that on DVD. I might Stay have to resort to that. Stay puffed, man. Yep. It's a lot of Ghostbusters now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Halloween time. That's all I got. Alrighty. Well, enjoy the rest of this podcast, and I'll have to learn some Singapore uh, language so I can speak to our viewers over there. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. <laughs> hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? 49ers, what you gonna do? Ravens, tell me what you gonna do. Jets, what you gonna do? Steelers, what you gonna do? Cowboys, what you gonna do? When the Jacks come with you, Falcons, what you gonna do? Browns, what you gonna do? Carolina, what you gonna do? Them Jags coming for you. Uh-oh. Yep, them Jiggin' Jags, here they come. Uh-oh. You better run for us, run. Because they're coming to your town. Big Cersei about to break you all down. Hello again, another commission note. Coming to you, it's Wednesday right now, so. Still a lot of weeks ago. I've been doing a lot of these on Thursdays, maybe Wednesday nights. Uh, but we're back at it. Had an interesting week, obviously, with the uh, the one game that didn't end up being played from COVID positives. Another game that got played later. Had a lot of bearings on games, and, and looking like this week could be more of the same since I already have news that the Titans second week in a row could have a game uh, postponed affecting their game with the Bills. The Patriots have another test. That could affect their game, so it's going to be very interesting. I know we're trying to keep it normal with how everything's been going, but you know, it's going to be a lot of interesting decisions to be made 
if some of your normal players can't go. Bye weeks are kind of out the window at this point. Uh, just looking at my team, uh, just giving a glance at it, I've already got three players that are questionable, then some guys on my bench I can't give up, so you got to make some interesting decisions. Uh, but let's check a look, take a look and check and see what we had last week going through the games. Uh, I guess I'll start with mine. It shows up first on the list, losing to Jeff Alice, 101-86. Um, not to say that it had the biggest bearing on the game. Nick Chubb getting hurt was a, a big blow and might have been the difference in the game. But once again, out, out of my team's performance, didn't really get any touchdowns until very late from Allen Robinson and, and Devin Singletary. So, uh, Meanwhile, on Jeff's side, chugging along, DJ Chark coming back, got a lot of good for him. Anybody that had a Cowboy player or a Browns player cleaned up. Uh, so another win for the, the champ. The projections was it was going to be a tie game, so it could have gone either way. Uh, yeah, and for some reason I like to pick people that just don't score touchdowns at all. So uh, with that... The division coming a little bit closer now. Each of us two and two. Between uh, myself, Weber, and Jeff. Uh, 9, 10, and 11 in the standings. And Ty hanging up there at the top. Uh, next up, Cisco over Marty. This was an interesting game, to say the least. Uh, going into the Monday night games with Marty and Calvin Ridley, who's been really good all season. And... Uh, Cisco still had Aaron Rodgers, who who did his thing. I believe that was the only two people they had left. And you figure Calvin Ridley could at least put up four or five points, but losing 103.99 and a big zero from Calvin Ridley, tough for Marty, who's who's had a lot of issues already with uh, Barkley going down, and there wasn't much different things he could have done with his lineup. It's you expect Calvin Ridley to get up the minimum, so. A tough loss for Marty. Cisco with a big win, uh, even with the Dallas defense, which cheers to you if you're going to stick with your team and make them their defense. We've obviously seen it with Andy. or That's kind of an easy play. You don't have to pick guys from your team, but you can always pick up your defense, especially if they're a good one. But, man, Dallas is, is rough to have at the moment. Uh, but got Cisco a win. He's... Still up in the standings now at fifth place, right along with, with Jacob in his division. He'll have a big game this week to see if he can sustain uh, things. Meanwhile, Marty dropping a little bit lower, but still has a solid team. I think despite the 0-4, I think he can challenge for playoffs there at the end. Uh, the big game of the weekend, Tim and Carr, proved to be a very entertaining matchup. Um Obviously, George Kittle kind of took control of that matchup, just going off for 180-plus yards and and uh, a score. He puts up a normal number. It's going to be right about even and could have gone either way, especially the, the final night with uh, Todd Gurley putting up a good show. Hayden Hurst did his thing for, for Carp. Um, on Tim's side, a lot of San Francisco, and they all came through, which is what you like to see when you you homer out and get all your guys and they come through uh, dealing with a lot of injuries so you gotta 
Got to give it to it. That's what the bonuses are there for. Um, interesting to note, though, still Carp with his 130.96 points. He does lead the league in points so far. Uh, has the highest in a single week. And he's on pace for an interesting number. I had to look it up. Uh, been doing a little bit digging in the records of this league now in our 14th season. Uh, Carp averaging 139 points a week. That would put him at 1,950 points for the season, which would be a crazy number if he could keep that pace up. But it would put him over the record, which uh, Anthony Matarosa put up a few years back. 1,922 is the number to beat right now. And I think it's it's kind of like a 2,000-yard uh, season at this point. It's never really been done, never been done and, and hard to accomplish. So interesting to see if Carp can keep doing that. I mean... I mean, you got Russell Wilson on your team. Dalvin Cook is a, a beast right now. And you got Todd Gurley. Uh, he's got between Cole Beasley, Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson. Those guys are going to get you at least 10 points a week. A couple of defenses to choose from. Uh, and Greg Ward could become a big-time target just because there's not many, else, not many other people to throw to in Philly. So I can see him every week just going to put up at least 120, and that's... That is a tough clip to beat, um, but good on Tim for getting getting the win there. So uh, Tim climbing back in the standings. He's still on the outside looking in, I believe. No, he is in eighth place. He's got a, a lot of points, so that's putting him over the tiebreaker. Right behind Carp, a couple of very dangerous two and two teams. Uh, Stephen Tuck, the next matchup. This was closer than it looked like it might have been. Obviously. Kansas City coming in and playing that Monday evening game. Got a lot of points for Tuck. Hardman and, and Tyreek had good games. Just an average game for KC overall, which is kind of how Tuck goes, but with, with how KC goes. But 117 will get you a win in a lot of times. Um, so it's an interesting maneuvering. Obviously, the postponement had a lot to do with that. And Christian McCaffrey is coming back soon, but most of Steph's bench. Uh, was had to sit out. She's kind of just living and dying by Dak right now. Another huge game, 500 points. It's basically the Dak show. Outside of him, she might have scored, you know, 80-something like me. But, uh, you know, you, you can't argue with the results. She's up there at 3-1, at and one, uh, rolling through her division, which she could just run away with that division right now, the way with a big win over Tuck. Unless Greg and Sean can figure it out and, and challenge her. But uh, a great start to the season. She's up there right behind Carp in, in points. And uh, a big win. Uh, next matchup to look at, Bill Bill took on Jen. It was kind of a blowout, uh, 134-94. I know Jen had a lot of issues with, obviously, the postponements. Derrick Henry being out. Deontay Johnson looked like. He was starting to figure it out. Carson Wentz had a good week. I don't know who she normally would have started between him and Tannehill. And then the fact, you know, Sony Michelle getting hurt before the last, before his actual game. I know the Monday night kind of threw things into, into out of whack. It's always tough to make decisions when you've got a guy that's playing on a Thursday or a Monday and, and the rest of your team plays Sunday. So what, what are you going to do? You, you have to make a decision. And uh, she... She really had to ride with Sony, especially with Tennessee not playing. And and then Bill 
Uh, I love you, Bill. You've been trying to throw out the trash talk this week, this year, and then you went and did something even dirtier by going up and picking Rex Burkhead, I'm assuming just so Jen wouldn't pick him up and play him. Um, just just kept him on the bench there, only got that five and a half points, and you, you had Robert Tanyan, which I guess it, it was probably a closer game uh, before the week, and when Tanyan puts up a 30 spot like that, it makes you makes it look like more of a blowout but uh just you know some dirty managerial stuff from the ram slash 49ers fan but i guess that's what it takes to to be 4-0 in this league and, and number one overall so uh interesting moving forward we'll see if that plays into anybody's consideration when playing bill uh on down the line jacob and jeff ventura 155 106 jacob with a big win uh Jacob rolling right along that 14th projection. He really took that to heart, you know, like Michael Jordan in the last dance. Uh, you know, Tom Brady went off for Jeff. He had a pretty solid week getting over 100, but uh, a team full of of uh, Dallas players and OD, OBJ throwing out all sorts of points for Jacob's team. Uh, Chris Carson is is a beast right now we'll see if if any other running back starts taking over the load for him but seattle is rolling right along uh deshaun watson will have a new coach now so i don't know if that'll affect anything on his side but uh and probably one of the best defenses now in indianapolis so jacob is is doing what i didn't think he could do he's right up there i believe second place in in the league right now in a tough division you know jeff's still in the in playoff spot and and cisco's playing well um so we will see it's a good start for jacob he's up there with with the with the best of them right now and we'll see how long uh it'll last for the browns and, and cowboys on his team uh weber versus ty this was an interesting matchup i probably one of my favorites of the week maybe not for ty uh so weber's win probably almost single-handedly thanks to the jacksonville jaguars allowing Joe Mixon to go bonkers, get the bonus. You know, I believe almost exactly half of his team's points coming from Joe Mixon. Uh, meanwhile, on Ty's team, I understand the issues with coronavirus and whatnot, uh, but I think, I, I just don't know how you, you don't, you, you know, your number, your top two picks, maybe two of your top three between Edwards Alaire and Kareem Hunt sitting on your bench. I think it's just a little bit of, of over analyzation, over managing, you know, Jonathan Taylor's great. Uh, Keelan Cole is not a, a starter. I mean, I, I guess you can only start so many running backs. I, I like the Mike Davis pick and had to make some decisions before the Monday game. If, if people were even playing, uh, but just some tough decisions, you know, Matthew Stafford coming through with the Roethlisberger buy situation uh, and, and Godwin, Obviously, you know, you, you wouldn't be playing Keelan Cole in a normal week if if Godwin's uh, healthy, but just a a, a rough uh, decisions did not fall Ty's way, and he ends up losing by three points. Uh, seeing Edwards Alaire and on the bench that would have put him over the top on the final uh, on the Monday night games and. Uh, Julio Jones doing just enough for for Weber, so congrats to Weber. 
Uh, Ty with his first loss. He's down with everybody else now. I mean, in fourth place, leading the division. Going to be a fight for that uh, division to see who wins that one. Uh, Weber, keep right along with him. Uh, between himself and myself, our teams have scored more than Ty. So, long, far from over there. Uh, a little bit of work for the rest of that division as they sit outside of the playoffs. Uh, and the last game of the week, Greg and Sean, kind of a, the bottom dwellers battle. Uh, and both teams still sit in the bottom three of the league, but a big win for Greg. Nice strategy. Uh, he did not have a kicker, did not want to use a a transaction for a kicker. Goskowski's going to be fine once Tennessee's up and playing again. Um, and a lot of, po- well, A.J. Brown postponement. Uh, Michael Thomas not playing again. Uh, so he... Found a way to get through it, and now Eckler injured, so there's more uh, issues he's got to figure out. Um, Scott Miller coming through with him. Kyler's been solid. Kansas City's defense, a wrecking ball. Uh, I still got to give it to Sean. Still 84 points, not ideal, but his whole entire bench is basically injured. Might need to give up on the Paris Campbell or Cortland Sutton situations and, and get some more bodies in there. Not a whole lot going on on the waiver wire, but still good weeks. Uh, Kirk Cousins played okay. You know, Emmanuel Sanders and John Dre Swift have been very good for you. Uh, I think I think your situation is a lot like mine, just not the guys that are scoring touchdowns. Travis Kelsey has, has been hidden in that Kansas City offense so far. So um, interesting week that Greg gets the win. He's, he's back in the hunt. Hopefully he can turn things around as he sits 14th in, in a – not a tough division, but he'll have to make up some ground to get to Steph. Uh, so that's where we land after last week's games. Uh, to review the standings, we've got Jacob on top of his division, three and one, second in place overall. On top of Cisco, also three and one, fifth overall. Jeff Ventura, seventh at two and two. Uh, rounding out the division, zero oh and four is Marty. Uh, Bill leading. The, the Niner division, 4-0, and and first place in the league with over 500 points. Carp, the points leader, is sixth in the league with his 2-2 two and two record alongside Tim and Jen. Tim picking up the eighth spot uh, in the league for the playoff hunt, which is still 10 weeks away. But those numbers, you, you, you kind of look at the app when it's, it's – uh, flipped over to the next week and just see where you sit. That's what I did, seeing my team at 10th place in my division, but Ty up ahead of me, within striking distance, Weber and Jeff Alice all looking up at him, the 9, 10, 11 right there. That's going to be a a brawl the rest of the way with that division. And rounding it out with Steph on top of hers, third overall, 525 points and and 3-1. Meanwhile, Tuck, Greg, and Sean have put up two wins between the three of them. Uh, all needing a little bit of help and some a winning streak to to get back into the hunt. Uh, so that takes us to the um, looking towards next week. Uh, eight more games to to look at. There's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, with Tennessee and Buffalo. Something could happen there. The Patriots and Denver. That'll throw a lot of things in the tailspin, but but looking at it at the moment, we did have some free agent pickups last night, and uh, 
could change things around. Sorry to get off myself and Greg to to uh, open up the week. The two once roommates uh, battling for trying to get back in the playoff hunt, 10th and 14th overall. Uh, it's an interesting. I, I mentioned looking into the all-time rankings with regards to points and also records and kind of just seeing what caught my eye and. Uh, so a win last week from Greg has put him even with myself. I know two of us, along with Jeff Ventura, who have played in all 13 seasons prior, gives us a little leg up. But uh, the first team to win 100 games in this fantasy league, it could come down to myself and Greg, both at 97. And this game, this week, will be a, a, a good battle to see who can take the leg up and, and reach 98 first. Uh, obviously Greg's team looking a lot healthier. If AJ Brown plays, that's good for him. Um, Michael Thomas puts a whole different spin on his team and he's got the Monday night game. He does have a lot going on on the Thursday night game. So he could show up, uh, Friday morning with 50 points already. And then, uh, my whole team, which is a steamroller of a Sunday, uh, could surpass him. And then we're waiting on Michael Thomas. Although, we do each have somebody Thursday and Monday, so this, this matchup goes all weekend. Uh, Alan Robinson plays Thursday night against Greg's Ronald Jones, Joe, uh, Jimmy Graham, and Scott Miller. And I come in Monday night with my kicker, so I'm not completely out of the woods, although we have uh, opposing players, so a fun little thing to look at there. Meanwhile, I'm, I don't have much room for error if... Uh, Tennessee Buffalo goes down. There goes three of my players, so I'd have to think of something to do. Uh, obviously, I've tried to hang on to the Tua train. We'll, we'll see if I need to sacrifice him. Uh, Cam Akers looking better, but he isn't a, a sure thing. And now with Nick Chubb and, and Marvin Jones unavailable this week, uh, might have to make some moves if three of my starters suddenly go are, are unavailable this week. Uh, Greg, has a little bit of injury deals, but I think he's almost back to healthy. I'd probably take Greg this week. And the projections have him up there, but we'll see. You never know. I could actually score a touchdown this week. So first game on the slate. Next up to Marty and Jen. So a battle of teams, I guess they've been hit by injuries and postponements. They're both down in the bottom quarter of the league. Uh, Jen still has a very good team, uh, and she is healthy now, and I guess healthy in regards that uh, Derek Henry will be back. Um, Sony Michelle obviously needs to be replaced, and that would be with with Henry. Meanwhile, on, on Marty's side, Marty doesn't have a, a terrible team. Joe Burrow and Drew Brees' discussion could open up, although Joe Burrow against Baltimore probably puts that to rest. Um, James White obviously will have some play. Nothing looking too bad. He'll, he'll probably replace... Uh, Galladay as I look at it now and uh yeah I think a solid week this will be a good matchup no bad blood between the teams that I know of a Niners fan and a Patriots fan um and a big win for either of them to to jump right back into the playoff hunt both being down near the bottom uh so I I, I think this is going to be a good matchup I, I don't have any analysis to back that up it's just what my gut's telling me uh another Interesting matchup, Jeff Venture and Carp, two teams uh, in the top eight so far. Carp obviously putting up loads of points. 
Uh, Greg is, or Jeff is uh, bound to break out any week. Tyler Lockett had a down week, but he's he's always good for some points. Uh, got a lot of tight end action. Henderson could have a big week for him. Uh, Buffalo's defense playing would be a big boost as well. Uh, and then Carp's just, you know, he's got a lot of options. It looks like he would, Seattle against Minnesota Monday night would be a big one. Uh, he'll have to pick up a kicker for Crosby. Uh, he may even drop somebody and keep Crosby around. But the rest of his team, I mean, Russell Wilson, yeah, he's going to get you 30. Mike Evans is always there to to get a good amount of points. And Dalvin Cook got a good test against Seattle, so that could bring him back down to earth. Um, and we will, we'll see how the postponements work out, but you got to think Carp's the, the favorite right here. Uh, and a huge bye week for, for Jeff kind of gutted him having to put down Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So if he can get a win this week, that would be that would be some achievement just with the buys happening and Carp on a roll. So look for a Carp win here. Um, although we will see how it, it plays out. Uh, Steph and Weber, a couple of you know big rivalry whenever these two meet. Uh, the Dak Prescott train, that's pretty much what this is about. Who, uh, who will Dak do his normal thing. The rest of Steph's lineup is solid. Boston Scott's, you know, a, a tough look. He has had some moments last year, but there hasn't been a lot to cheer about from Philadelphia. Uh, we've seen Justin Jefferson have some good weeks as well. Uh, and Josh Allen on the bench, he's just going to have to be, he's just going to have to sit there. Maybe I'll, you know, I'm open for trades. If you want anybody to boost up your team, since you don't need that backup right now at, he he hit me up, Steph. Um, but Weber's side, Weber's got a good team. I, I thought that at the beginning, I thought he would probably do enough to get into the playoffs. He's had a couple of tough results, but got a big win against Ty. Uh, but he's got a lot of Rams who are going against Washington this week. He's got a uh, Houston's running back against the Jags, and we've seen how that's worked out for other teams. Um and he will need to pick up a kicker, but Mike Williams coming back is good for him. Uh, we'll see if Cam is available, but uh, I think Weber's got a good team. This is going to be an interesting matchup. The winner puts himself in a good spot in the uh, in the standings. Uh, and I think uh, it, it might be low scoring, but there's a lot of potential there. So I, I might take Weber in this. The projections do say that as well. We'll have to see if there's any changes to the teams and hopefully Julio's healthy for him. Um, but yeah, nice matchup. Uh, next on the list, this will be one of the big matchups of the week. Uh, Bill, obviously his confidence through the roof four and zero, first in the league, uh, has a good slate of games this week. I don't think he's touched by Tennessee or Buffalo or new England, Denver. Anthony Miller has been resurrected after being, shoved down on my team last year having a great year he's, he's got an interesting decision to make between James Conner James Robinson and Alvin Kamara uh, I'm all open to an and a Robinson trade although uh, I, I'm sure there is every reason ever to have some guy stowed away on your bench with numbers like that because we've seen the injuries and, and how those could crop up uh, he is he is Completely done with A.J. Green, who had a terrible week last week. Picking Debo Samuel to, to do better. Hanging on with Rex Burkhead. Uh, so it's 
It's really Bill's game to lose, although Cisco, Cisco will have an interesting week. He's got Dwayne Haskins in. He was his backup. This was his one week he was going to play with Aaron Rodgers on the bye, and now Haskins has been benched. So I'll be interested to see what he does there if he goes with Kyle Allen, his replacement. Oh, there's a couple options out there. I know Joe Flacco just became the starter as well. So uh, that'll be a, a big tell into how his week will go. He's got a full arsenal other than that with Cooper, Amari against the Giants. Uh, T.Y. hopefully can get it going. Josh Jacobs hopefully gets back to form. Uh, Juju's back in. Latavius has been up and down, but good potential. So, uh, And the Dallas D, which they are playing the Giants, so maybe this is the one week you, you stick with them. So. I think Cisco can keep up with Bill, but I, I can't see Bill losing, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers not at Cisco's defense, so Bill's going to keep going to 5-0 and and just, you know, throwing his finely tuned insults at us. Uh, interesting matchup, Ty and Tuck. Ty's been rolling pretty well. He's His team was not highly graded before the season, but up until last week was undefeated. He's got Ben Roethlisberger back in. Uh, Kareem Hunt, the number one back in Cleveland now, looking great for him. He's got Edward Zolaire back in, which is, you know, your number one pick. I don't know why you, you don't trust him. Uh, I'm sure this will be the week that Jonathan Taylor, you know, hits the skids. Or, I mean, uh, hits the afterburners and gets you 150 yards or something. So an interesting setup. You, you got all those choices. You know, got to play Keelan Cole at this point. Um, unless Godwin can figure it out by Thursday. Denver's defense against New England. Meanwhile, on Tuck's side, he's got Kansas City against the Raiders, and he also has one Raider on his team. Uh, and then he also has a Charger and two Saints. So it's really a game of two games for Tuck. It's the Charger-Saints game on Monday night. It's the Chiefs-Raiders game, which is a Sunday 10 a.m. game, which is fantastic. you love to see that. Uh, he's also got Melvin Gordon, who could be affected by a, a COVID uh, tests out there. Uh, and if that were the case, I don't see who his backups would be. He's got a couple Arizona players on the bench. Uh, this could end up being a three-game day. So I guess Ty and Tuck really have to check two games for Tuck's side, and that's, it's always fun when that happens. So you got to think Kansas City's going to have a good day. Can the Chargers Saints side of Tuck's team also uh, bring the juice? I think this will be a matchup that will be decided by five points or less. And I'm going to give the edge right now to I'm, – I'm going to give it to Tuck, actually. Uh, I know Ty also has a Kansas City player, but I there's nobody that screams on Ty's team, you know, touchdowns or, or big days besides maybe Big Ben and Clyde. So I think more big days for Tuck is going to put him over the edge and jump him right back into the playoff picture. Uh, and Ty – Possibly a two-game losing streak. I know a lot of hate on Ty this week, but uh, you know it's it. I'm just telling the truth, like I did with Jacob's 14th overall projection. Uh, speaking of Jacob, another one a huge game this week. Two two guys that do not mince words. Uh, Tim and Jacob. Uh, some heavy weight matchups going on. Uh, Lamar Jackson to Sean Watson against two terrible defenses. That could be a bonus for each. Uh, DK and OBJ, Diggs and Boyd. If Mostert's back, him and Zeke. Uh, 
you know, Kittle is proving he's he's back and, and having a great week. Uh, speaking of, I, I just got a Rex Burkhead now available as I'm reading this notification on uh, Bill's team. So say you know say what you want with that. A big pickup on his end. We'll let you see who he picked up. I don't know how that works into his uh, team. But back to Tim and Jacob. Obviously, Ayuk and, and McKinnon have had great weeks last week. We've seen their potential taking on Miami. That, that could prove well for them. Meanwhile, uh, Chris Carson's going to keep doing his thing for Seattle uh, and Jacob. Uh, so this one could come down to the defenses, I guess, if it's a pretty even around there. I know Zeke probably has the edge to, you could say, to, to win this week, but so does Kittle. That might even out. And on the defensive side, you know, Pittsburgh's always there, always going to do well, but I think I like Indy's defense a lot. I think this matchup might be uh, settled by about 10 points, and I got I got Indy beating out Pittsburgh points-wise, and that not that that's going to be the difference, but that's, uh, that's what I foresee. Uh, both benches are, are solid for either team. I, I can see DeErnest or Dobbins having good weeks. Uh, Damian Harris out of the blue and, and Josh Kelly. Uh, lots going on there, but it, it's good all around. This is going to be a, a great matchup. And, you know, whether you're in the Maldives or uh, or not, or Singapore, you know, plenty plenty to to root against, root for in this game. Uh, and then rounding out the week, our last matchup, Sean and Jeff Alice, the, the former champion Jeff, uh, coming into this week. An interesting run he's got his tight end hurt and also could be a postponed game but uh you you just don't know what Nick Foles is going to do him and Cousins that is an evenly rough matchup uh I think Philip Rivers and Jimmy G could get some play when uh when looking at these teams later on um you know Sean's got to figure out his running back situation I know Fournette could be in the picture now if he's healthy. Put him in for for Swift this game. He's proved to have some big games. And we never know. Travis Kelsey could could wake up one of these days. Uh, Darius Slayton going against the Dallas D. And Baltimore Cincy defensive matchup. I don't know if we've had that in, in quite a while. So I think the, the advantage is always going to go against Sean so far until we can see. Uh, I think he's got a good lineup. I think if you put in Fournette, the projections might even out, uh, and obviously the quarterback situation is is volatile. But I think this will be closer close than people think. I think Sean gets to the hundred mark. Uh, if Jeff can have a couple of good weeks, then he can come away with a win. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to be that one Sean lost this year. It looks like um, you don't you don't want him to get rolling. I know he's he's hanging in there and, and checking out everything week to week. So. Uh, an interesting, interesting slate of games. We could have a lot of mix-ups by the end of the week as we are through four weeks out of the 14-week regular season. Hopefully the postponements don't uh, don't come into play. Um, so that's it for the, the league look-in right now. I guess uh, uh, I'll be back after. We'll see if, if these... I don't think we still have commercials yet. We do have some good viewership numbers, but... Some little short break. We'll be back, uh, talk a little bit about OGs and and uh, give them a proper eulogy, as I as I would say.
We're back heading down the home stretch here of this podcast uh, commission out week. I guess it's week four. Uh, I mean, heading into week five. Uh, I went through all the teams, the last week's matchups and matchups ahead of us. Uh, wanted to talk to everybody about about something that's near and dear to everybody in this league. I think uh, maybe except for a couple people, but everybody here was either has worked with together or was found through OGs, uh, a big staple of all of us. Um, I know that's, I think that was my first real job when I turned 17. I actually trained at the Mission Viejo OGs back with Sean and Leanne and and the whole crew over there. Came over to the Orange One when it opened. Uh, I don't know if anybody here was there from that original crew, Jeff may have been, I can't even remember anymore, but, uh, uh, yeah, everybody's, I mean, the connection obviously to everybody in this league has played with, or has uh, known somebody who has worked there at one point. Uh, I think a lot of the people, maybe the Jacobs and Cisco's maybe worked at the Buffalo wild wings. I don't know if they were quite OGs or not. Um, but yeah, OGs has been close to all of us. You know, I, I worked there for eight years, um, and, uh, you know, it's, I thought it would always stand the test of time, not necessarily that spot, but, you know, at least being an entity in SoCal. Uh, but it's interesting talking to my wife. We have a, a thing we eat out once a week and, uh, she gets to choose this week and she chose OGs and I was pumped. I hadn't had OGs in a while. Uh, but then I went and looked at the menu and I don't know what in the hell is going on with OG's menu. There is some egregious, I mean, additions to it, I I guess, but even more so is the things that they've taken off the menu and cease to exist. It's, it's, it just breaks my heart. I don't think anybody here is associated with them anymore. Even, even the Leanne's and Sean's, I don't think are a part of it, but I mean, when you, when you go through this, some of the stuff that, that shows up, uh, you know, cauliflower bites. You got a Brussels sprout pizza, I think, that I saw there. Um, it's, you know, who even knows? The flatbreads, I know those are pretty good, but uh, we've got quinoa sliders. We've got, uh, what, what can I even, what else can I talk about here? The house specialties. You know, there's there's just not not a lot from from the good old days, um, except for maybe the pizza, and that's probably all we can really ask for. But some of this stuff, it's I don't I don't know what's happening. A Cuban sandwich, I'm sure it's fine. You know, there's there's a lot to be a lot to be said about OGs, but you know, back in the day, maybe it was me eating it multiple times a week for eight years, and you, you just get accustomed to certain things, but you know, that's what happens when you when you run a business. Things like that happen, and times that are changing. Uh, but I wanted to to send it off in a proper way. I, this may be the last time I I eat at OG's. I mean, I think our plan for this week when we order it is you know pizza and wings. That's really all they got right now. Maybe their beer is still up to standard from when it was, but not a lot to choose from. Uh, so I'm gonna go through a couple of OG's lists at least. Um, menu items 
I would love to get some feedback from people. I'm sure there's lots to what what people got when they went there or what they still would get. Uh, different tastes for everybody, but uh, I'm going to go through three different lists I have right now. My first list is uh, the menu items that cease to exist. So I have three lists where... Menu item, the top five menu items that are no longer on the menu. I'm going to go with the top five menu items that are still on the menu from when the original OG's was cooking. And then I'm going to I put pizzas in their own category since the pizzas have, for the most part, not changed. But the top five pizzas uh, at OG's at any given point. Um, I think... Uh, there's still some good options. A lot, a lot of their stuff right now seems kind of bland. Uh, but I'm going to go with the top fives from, from what I see it on each of those accounts. So the first thing, uh, menu items that, that we all know and love that you can no longer get there. Uh, fifth place, it's a tough call. The zucchini sticks and the chicken tenders, both very unique tastes. i got to go with the chicken tenders number five. I don't know how they uh, it, how they got them to that flat and kind of it's almost like a, a jack-in-the-box taco in its just its consistency and everything. The, the breading is a very interesting style but I really like them. I, I, I know I'd get them on occasion. Zucchini sticks as well but uh, they still have zucchini sticks so I, I guess I gotta leave it to that even if it's lemon peppered. Um, Chicken tenders number five. I also had pot roast, just an honorable mention. The, the dinner, you know, not many places give out a pot roast dinner at a, at a brewery. So for those that really wanted to test their manhood and their gut, you know, when they're watching freaking Packers against the Steelers or something. Uh, so chicken tenders number five. Number four on my list, uh, a favorite of mine, the Hot Stuff Italian. That is a calzone, uh, but also, you know, the innuendo is, is beautiful. Uh, but it was, I mean, it it wasn't necessarily a hot pocket, but it was very sh uh, short and thin and flattened out and greasy as hell, and it was fantastic. Uh, all the different meats. It was basically like a, a Totino's pizza roll if you, you know, blew it up two or three times its size. Uh, very good. It might still be on the menu, but it definitely, in one way or another, maybe that's their traditional calzone, what they call it now, but... A lot of it just had to do with the, the dough and the outer layers and the, the grease that came with it. Really, really put it all together uh, like no calzone I've had. So chicken tenders five, hot stuffed Italian four. Uh, number three, tortellini with wild mushroom sauce. This was my favorite pasta. Uh, can no longer get it. I usually like, it was mostly for the sauce. Uh, tortellini was fine, but, you know, you, you mix in some angel hair or fettuccine and uh, the wild mushroom sauce with the mushrooms in it was fantastic sprinkling some some parmesan I believe uh, but a good staple I, I think I'd get that a couple times a month just you know throw it in the rotation top pasta for me right there as long as, as we're going with traditional pastas I guess uh, chicken tenders five hot stuff Italian four tortellini with wild mushroom sauce three number two it's uh, sad to see it go. I don't know why. It seems like a popular item. The turkey ranch wrap. Um, I 
I like wraps. They're usually not the, my go-to, um, but this one was fantastic. It was like a ham and cheese sandwich, I guess a turkey and cheese sandwich, and you know the, the ranch sauce really put it over the edge. Uh, it was just a, a good portion and very good taste and flavor all the way through. Uh, I thought it was probably one of the things I would get the most. Uh, turkey ranch wrap number two for me. Uh, maybe dip it in some honey mustard. I think I could put honey mustard on anything and it would be enjoyable. Especially the OG's honey mustard, which I, probably is not the same and that makes me sad. Uh, but the number one menu item that is no longer, you can no longer get at OG's, the Southwestern fried ravioli and appetizer item. Uh, they were very underrated, I would say. You know, it, it was kind of a, a unique item. I don't think you see ravioli as an appetizer, uh, but it was it was fried up and, and had a nice spice to it, some pepper, uh, breaded spice. Uh, and I think you had to dip it in like aioli or something, but literally ranch, no matter what you dipped it in, it was fantastic. Number one uh, defunct menu item from OG's, so top down. Southwest ravioli, turkey ranch wrap, tortellini with wild mushroom sauce, pasta fatalian, chicken tenders. My top five OG's menu items that uh, will cease to exist if there's any way to make them. Jeff probably knows. Heck, I'm, I'm sure Greg or Ty or somebody who has managerial skills could probably whip it up somehow. Uh... So we'll go back to something a little more happy. I think things that you can still get at OG's that, that are very were very good and are, are still very good. Uh, number five, I had a, a tough time deciding one or the other. I didn't get the Texas burger a lot, so I don't know if I can speak to it well enough. Uh, so that's why I'm going number five as the meatball hero. Uh, I you know I don't get meatball sandwiches many other places, but I think this one was very solid. Um, it, it, it did the job. It was very good. Not a ton of bread. It was there was a lot of meatball to to be had there. I know my dad was a big fan of it. So meatball hero number five still available on the menu as is the Texas burger as an honorable mention. Um, number four on the list. This one I had to throw a salad in there somewhere. My my top pick for a salad. Uh, uh, the Santa Fe chicken salad. Um, it's I think it's solid as it is, especially the, the barbecue and ranch dressing mixture. Um, and I think I would always make modifications. I think I took Gouda and switched in cheddar and took out the bell peppers. And it was a very good salad. Everything about it, the, the chicken, uh, I think there was corn and other odd vegetables in there. But uh, giving the salad some love, the balsamic is an also uh, a pretty solid salad. Um, it actually reminds me of Italian wedding. A very, very good uh, soup there. I don't think that probably exists anymore, but the little the little balls of whatever they were in that soup were very good. Uh, so five meatball hero, four Santa Fe chicken salad. Number three, and, and maybe it should be higher, uh, but I'm going to put it at number three, is the chicken tequila. Uh, it wasn't something that I had a lot, but it was very popular amongst employees, amongst customers. Uh, the green noodles and a lot of bell pepper and and spice going on in the chicken tequila. Um, big staple. I know the sauce was a little bit spicy as well. Still can get it though. That's still there. That may never die. That will be probably like Dunkerley and just live on forever. As a unique OG staple, 
Uh, number three on my list of current menu items that are still around. Uh, the top two were, were pretty much easy choices. They were the loved by all, you know, definitely the best things they have there. It was tough to, to pick out who the top two were or who was one who was two. Um, number two, though, I'm going with the OG Sticks. You know, it's it, I don't think we see it at most other restaurants, and they definitely don't do it as well as OG's did. Basically, half of a medium pizza cut them into strips, and there was no sauce. That probably had a lot to do with it. Basically, just like glorified uh, garlic bread. But exceptional, easy makes, easy everything, tastes great, dip it in whatever you want. Um... Love the OG Sticks. Everybody's a big fan of the OG Sticks. Uh, but still number two on the list. Uh, and that's why I think, I don't know if agreement's here, but my number one, the Killer Wings, still can get them as well. Uh, OG's has done it right compared to, you know, Hooters or whatever else you want to consider as a top wing place, B-dubs. Uh, only, you know, drumettes. I don't, you don't need the little flats or the wings or the anything it's it's all about drumettes give me a whole stock of drumettes that's the only way to go OG's always did that the sauce was fantastic I know it's mostly Frank's but I'm sure there was some little other ingredient that that made it happen uh I don't I, I, I feel like I've gotten wings that at other places um I don't really have a long list of them but the list that I know of number one is OG's number two, the Dubliner at the District here in Tustin. They're my number two wings. They are also fantastic. Very similar. I think they're in some flats, but very good wings. If you if you want a good spot for wings, also a good spot to watch a game when when they're back open. Good for I'm sure it's good for a fight as well. Um, those are my top two. I did get wings a few times on my my trip over to Europe for the World Cup hitting up all the countries i got wings in uh london and that was very interesting uh they have a different take on it it's not too different but um their buffalo they didn't have many buffalo options a lot of it was barbecue their buffalo was okay and over there you you get blue cheese which i not a fan of american blue cheese but in england their blue cheese is similar to ranch it's not like a traditional blue cheese so so that's the way to go when you're over there we also tried uh, nachos from every country and there's no country in Europe that can do nachos it's terrible London not good at nachos uh, Finland was okay uh, where else did we get nachos I did not get them in Greece I think we got them in Egypt and it was at some fancy hotel so it was pretty similar but but uh, Russia, terrible nachos. Oh, my God. It almost ruined nachos for life for me. So so that's my little addition to that. But top five menu items that are still at OG's you can still get. Meatball Hero 5, Santa Fe Chicken Salad 4, Chicken Tequila 3, OG 6-2, and Killer Wings 1. Uh, which leaves our final list from OG's, the top five pizzas. And I guess... I've opened it up to pizzas all time. I think I tried to pick pizzas that still exist, but I think there's a couple here that do not exist still. Uh, I gotta go in my honorable mention. 
There were three that were very good, but but didn't make the list for certain reasons. Um, the the Italian Stallion, honorable mention. It, you know, I had I had forgot about it until I saw the ingredients recently. It was a good pick. I know. I think this was a Jeff. We get the Italian Stallion a lot um, with bacon, and I think there was Alfredo or something like that. But a good pick. Not enough for the the top five. Uh, the heavyweight. You know, I think everybody's got their meat lovers or their you know, their meat pizza. Heavyweight was very good in terms of meat pizzas. Uh, you know, especially OG style where they got every meat they could think of. Uh, I don't think it was, it, for other uh, standards, I guess, just not worthy of the top five, but a very good uh, choice and deserves some love. I also wrote down Wimbledon, and I think I didn't write down Wimbledon as a honorable mention. I just had to mention how awful the Wimbledon was. I know people want to get pizza that's vegetarian or whatever, but I think there was just that assortment of just, it was not the, the correct ingredients for a pizza. There was too much there. I think the times that I would eat it, it was just flopping all over the place. It was mismanaged pizza. Uh, you know, I'll give them the effort for being creative, but not nothing that should ever be on a pizza. Uh, so now I'll hit it with the, the top five pizzas that you have at OG's. Um, number five, a, a throwback, the World Cup. Uh, Brazilian tri-pepper sausage, something I've never seen at another restaurant, uh, which is very good. The uh, uh, I don't even remember much the rest on it. That that may have been uh, an olive, olive oil uh, brushed onto it. I don't know if it was Alfredo or not, but... It was a very unique pizza and uh, deserves to be on there. I don't think it's still on there. It, I don't even know if the Brazilian tri-pepper is a thing anymore. Um, but that's my number five. Uh, number four is uh, the OG Special. You know, tried and true. I think Supreme Pizzas are everywhere. I think this one, it, it, it might have been... Uh, you know, the fact that when we got it as a staff, we'd get jalapenos on it and have little changes here or there. But I think it's it was very good for a Supreme Pizza, for a works pizza. You had everything you needed, and it was very well topped. Um, one of the better Supremes that you can order, the OG Special, uh, definitely deserves some love. That's my number four. Uh, number three, going a little off. Uh, I think nowadays I, I do enjoy my, my regular crust. But I've been more on thin crust. It, it, you know, maybe it's you can eat more slices or whatnot. I think it just, you know, thin crust is also a good option. And that's what you got with the Margarita Classico. Um, it was pretty simple. It had some, some sliced tomatoes, some, some basil and garlic. Very easy pizza. You know, it, it didn't overdo it. It was very simple and classic, and I think they did it right. Uh, Margarita Classico, number three on the pizzas. Uh, my number two is the field goal. The field goal, I don't know how many people liked it. I know Steph was a huge fan of it. Uh, I was a huge fan of it. I enjoyed it. You know, anything you put corn on is a, a fan of mine. Uh, I think there was chicken and uh, I don't remember the sauce that was on it. But it, it didn't really stay together all that much. But it was very adventurous and... 
it worked for me. It's probably not in a lot of people's top five, but the, the field goal was, you know, they went for it. It was very good. Black and Chicken might have been on it as well. Uh, that's my number two pizza. Uh, and I don't know if this is a surprise, but my number one, I'm a big fan of barbecue chicken, but I didn't have the World Series on my list. I, I guess I could have put an honorable mention. Barbecue chicken's fine. I've never, you know, everybody is pretty much the same. I couldn't give this one a higher grade just because I like barbecue chicken. Uh, the number one pizza at OG's on my list is the Slam Dunk. Uh, I don't have, I haven't had a better Buffalo chicken pizza around. Um, it, I, I, you can have it thin or thick crust. The, the onions, they had a good spread of onions on there and the chicken. Uh, and maybe it was just the sauce. Maybe it's just a carryover from the Killer Wings, but the sauce was, it worked. Uh, I think that's OG's best pizza. The Slam Dunk. I think all these on the top five are very good. Uh, running through the list, Slam Dunk number one. Field goal number two, the Margarita Classico three. OG Special four, World Cup five. Uh, and and that's all I got, you know. I've, I'm a fan of thinking of the old times at OG's, you know. The stories that could be said from all that stuff. There's tons of stories I'm sure I'm not even aware of that... Jeff was in on, Greg was in on, uh, loved the fact that we got to meet, you know, the people that we met there and the regulars, you know, thankful for OGs for meeting, you know, Tim and Jen and the Alice family, uh, thankful for, you know, meeting Marty there, I think Marty came back at one point, who knows how many stints Marty's had with OGs, but, uh, thankful for him, I know Greg and Steph both work there, uh, Carp worked there at a time. I think I don't think Carp crossed pads with me at all. I think I was gone by the time Carp got there. Obviously, Bill, another regular there. Um, you know, Andy when he was with the league was obviously a big part of OG's uh, Ty as well. I think that's how I met Ty. In addition, uh, a lot of other people. And I know Sean. I'm sure Sean has been there. I'm sure. Uh, uh, Cisco and Jacob had, had a role there. Weber's probably been there. So just, you know, great times, great stories, great people, you know, it, I, the food industry is an interesting place to, to work at. You learn a whole bunch of stuff. I was, you know, I was super reserved and quiet and it really helped me talk to people and become more outgoing. Um, and if you're going to be anywhere that, you know, have any sort of minimum wage job you should do it in the food industry it's you really learn a lot about yourself and you you know food is the name of the game and if you can get it for free anytime that's that's how it will work so so here's the ogs i'm sure i'll eat there again but here's to possibly the last time i eat at ogs on friday maybe we bring it back for a draft one year just rent out an ogs and you know burn it to the ground or something like that uh I'm sure we can keep it in the in the league in some respects, but um, cheers to that. Cheers to, you know, rest in peace to the old OGs, you know, new OGs and OGs Express and Apple Valley and whoever else OGs exist out there. You know, you'll never be as good as, uh, as uh, you know, as it once was. So hats off to that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Hopefully have some good matchups. Hopefully some good trash talk this week. 
I'm expecting the most trash talk. I don't know. Tim and Jacob don't know each other that well, so. But they can talk some trash, so maybe that'll start to bubble up. Uh, Jeff and Carp are good for that. Myself and Greg, maybe even. I know that uh, uh, Greg's been, you know, chomping at the bit. Now he's got a win, so he'll be out for blood, and his, you know, he's full of all kinds of meat from every kind of animal. So it's so a fun week ahead. Hopefully the postponements don't wreck it in any way. Uh, we'll keep everybody updated if things start happening. I don't want to have to change any of the rules, especially since we've already gone through a week. You know, we wanted to be fair for everybody. At some point, we all knew that this there's a chance this might this this season might not finish out. I, I feel like it will, but there could be a lot of interesting changes. If teams have multiple bye weeks, that's going to be that's going to be hell for the fantasy football community. So we'll keep everybody updated. I know everybody's in the chat. Uh, I love the chatter on that. And uh, here's to a good week five.